to preach our way back into the belief where when I pray, God listens. And when I ask, he answers. And when I knock, he opens. And when I seek, I find. Welcome to Can I Get an Amen with Bishop Herson Gonzalez, the pastor of Vida Church in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. Here's another one, yeah. And it's summertime in the middle of a heat wave here in New England. Hope you're cool where you are. This summertime heat is no joke. Hope you're all right. I want to thank you for listening to another episode of Can I Get an Amen? I'm going to start off with a quote today. Hope you like it. It is much easier to ask God to do my work than it is for me to do it myself. Until we are disciplined properly, we will always be inclined to bank on God's miracles and refuse to do the moral thing ourselves. It is our job and it'll never get done unless we do it. That quote comes from Oswald Chambers, my man. I know you ain't wrong. <laughs> we've all been there where we've asked God to do what would be difficult for us to do. But God doesn't deal in the area of difficult. He deals in the area of the impossible, the miraculous, the unbelievable. And he leaves the difficult stuff for us to do. He'll help us. We have the Holy Spirit. He's with us and he helps us. But come on, man, you've got to do the hard part. I believe in you. If you need prayer, email me, bhg at vida.church. I promise you, you'll get an email back from me. I'll pray with you, and we'll believe together that there's nothing too difficult for God, and I can do, you can do all things through Christ, who strengthens us. I've got a new segment I'm going to try out today. I'm calling it Headlines you may have missed. Christian genocide. It's happening right now in Nigeria. It's unbelievable, but it's happening right now. An international human rights NGO has submitted research and data to the International Criminal Courts contending that the standard for genocide has now been reached when it comes to the massacre of Christian farming communities in Nigeria by Fulani militants. Most of us have never felt the threat of persecution, even death, uh, just because we love God and we serve Jesus Christ, but that's exactly what's happening. I think the number is in the high 5,000s in the last couple of years of people that have been killed, many, multiple people injured, houses burnt down, churches destroyed, people being displaced and running for their lives uh, just because they love God and serve Jesus Christ. Uh, we need to be aware of this. We need to be praying for them. Will you join me in prayer? A South Carolina judge has ruled that the school district there cannot have official prayers, cannot sing hymns at the graduation ceremonies. In his decision, Judge Hendricks issued a permanent injunction 
ordering that school districts, among other things, could not include a prayer as a part of the official program for the graduation ceremony. They're not, they're also told that they can't have specifically or uniquely religious pieces of music. Uh, boy, they're just uh, absolutely removing God from all of these ceremonies. In our search to make everybody feel good, the only one we don't care about hurting is God himself. And some good news here, Michael W. Smith is getting ready to launch a music label at Liberty University with the help of none other than Kevin Jonas, the father of the Jonas Brothers. Our mission for the university is training and equipping champions for Christ. Vernon M. Whaley says, he's the Dean of School of Music. Uh, he said, what I tell my students is that it doesn't matter what kind of music you're gonna do or go into, God's called you to take worship to the nations. That's our new segment, Headlines You May Have Missed. Now it's time for today's topic. Why are we not seeing the signs and wonders that the Bible said would follow the believers? In Matthew 28, chapter 15, this is Jesus talking. He says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. This is what we call the Great Commission. But this is where most churches stop. We don't take the rest of this as the Great Commission. But I believe this is a continuation of his same command. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes in their hands. And if they drink a deadly potion, it will not harm them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will be made well. That sounds like signs and wonders was promised to the believers, not just of the early church. There's no indication that Jesus is only talking to the early church here. In today's sermon, I'm going to talk about the strategic stops that Elijah took Elisha through uh, so that he could learn how to not just live from miracle to miracle, but to live in the miraculous, in the realm of the unbelievable. There are testimonies of bona fide healings that are happening uh, they're being reported from all over the world, even here in the United States. God is moving. God is doing great things where there is faith for him to do it. God's still doing it. But I believe that that in this season where persecution is looming, where religious liberties are being threatened and the church seems more interested in in entertaining than transforming. God is calling us to step into the atmosphere of the miraculous. I want you to join me now at the altar of Vida Church for this week's sermon, Walking into the Miraculous. This is what I hear the Spirit of God saying to me about what, what God is getting ready to do in this season for us. God is taking us on a journey, and this journey is going to be into the, to the realm of the supernatural and the miraculous. Amen. I also heard the Spirit of God say that on this journey, we must not, listen to me, we must not be distracted. We must not be distracted because if we want to get to where we want to be, we must not be distracted. It's in the story. You're going to see it. Do not be distracted. And we cannot look neither left nor right, not in this season. Somebody that understands what I'm talking about, 
is going gonna, is gonna to get serious in this season. Amen. I hear God saying, I want to draw you. I want to draw you into a new place. I want to give you, not just me, us. I want to give the church, amen, uh, an authority. I want the church to walk, amen, in a, in, in a place called dominion and authority. God is inviting us to walk in an atmosphere of the miraculous. I want you to notice, amen, I'm not saying God's going to give us miracles. I don't, I don't want us to start thinking, okay, now I'm going to start to pray for miracles because God wants us to walk in the miraculous. No, I want us to understand that in the realm of the miraculous, miracles happen. I don't want us to start saying, okay, now's the time for my healing. Don't be too small-minded. God is doing something bigger than one miracle right now. God wants us to walk in a dimension of the miraculous. I feel this is fun. Oh, this is good. Amen. In reality, it's a place that God has prepared for every single person that belongs to the church of Jesus Christ, not just Vida. I believe that God is saying this to the entire church, the body of Christ everywhere. He wants the church to regain its power. We've become weak. We've become soft. We've become complacent. We've walked away from the anointing and the unction of God you know, in, in, in an effort to be more popular. But God is saying, no, if you come back to me, if you don't get distracted if you stay focused I want to give you power I want to give you power we all we all like to go into places that's prepared for us amen that's why we love going to a hotel we go into the hotel and it's, that thing's been prepared for you it's ready for you. You walk in there and it's your atmosphere. It's been set up for you. Uh, what I'm telling you is God is setting up the dimension for us. We're walking into something that's been set up for us. Amen. And in, and in this respect, I'm not talking about heaven. God, Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place. Yeah, that's going to be amazing. But I'm talking about something here. I'm talking about something down here where we can do while we're still out here on the earth. I'm speaking about the life that is ordained for every child of God, the supernatural life. The life, this life is a supernatural life. The life of the Christian is a supernatural life. Some churches and some people try hard to squeeze the supernatural life of a Christian into an ordinary existence. Amen. Man, but the life that's in us is not ordinary. The life that's in us is not natural. The life that's in us is supernatural. Somebody shout amen. amen. Don't believe me? Let's go to Romans chapter 8 verse 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Christ from the dead dwell in you, then he that raised up Jesus from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit which dwelleth in you. This is not for heaven. This is for here. God wants to give us uh, the power that raised Jesus. It's alive in us. Listen to me. You were born in the natural. You were born the first time in the natural. But you're born again in the supernatural. Amen. This living, this Christian living, amen, should have all sorts of miracles attached to it. Amen. I want to preach our way back into the glory of God today. I, I want to preach our way back into, into the belief where, where when I pray, God listens. And when I ask, he answers. And when I knock, he opens. And when I seek, I find. 
That's what the Word of God says. We're at war in this nation, and I'm not talking about a physical war. I'm talking about a spiritual war that's going on. And so many churches are trying to dumb down the anointing and, and just quicken it down to nothing so that, so that people might come. I want people to come, but I want people to experience God when they come here. This is what I know. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 says, Our battle is not with the flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness in this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. That, my friends, is supernatural. Amen. And if we try to fight the supernatural in the natural, we lose every time. God wants us to start to live in a dimension called the supernatural. God wants us to rediscover the power of every believer. Glory to God. This battle can't be fought in our natural physical strength with weapons. We can't drop a nuke on the, on the spiritual realm. Amen. But you can pray your way against the, the powers of darkness. You can, you can declare and you can cast out and you can bind in the authority of the Spirit of God when you pray. Amen. Luke chapter 10 verse 19. Don't tell me God doesn't give us power. Don't tell me that the church can live a quiet, meager existence. No, when, not when you read Luke chapter 10 verse 19. Behold, I give unto you power to trend upon serpents and scorpions and over all power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you, hurt you. Amen, somebody. But don't tell me the church, there's a movement going on that's trying to tell us, okay, the modern day miracle is that you woke up this morning and you went to work. People that don't serve God do that. That's not a miracle. Let's not try to redefine what a miracle is by your lack of faith. The Bible clearly defines what miracles are, and we ain't living in them yet. God is calling us to wake up to the power that he put inside of us. God is calling us to, to be alert, to, to be aware of who we're supposed to be, because when you don't know who you are, hmm. You'll do anything. When you don't know who you are, you'll accept your behavior as ordinary, not sinful. When you don't know who you are, you'll accept a, a meager existence. You'll always be Clark Kent, never become Superman. Man. The early church knew that if they were going to make a difference, if they were going to have an impact in their culture and their society, they had to tap into the supernatural power of God. Acts chapter 4, verse 29 through 30. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant us, grant unto thy servant that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal. <laughs> And that signs and wonders may be done. God is calling us to wake up and take hold of the power that he's given us again. Amen. Let's, let, 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 let's, let's get into the story we read. So Elijah, 
Elijah and Elisha are, are, are walking, and, and, and this is the, 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 the office of the prophet at the time. They walk from place to place. God is using them. God is speaking, and it wasn't just them. We find that there's a school of prophecy, and the school of prophecy is, is looking and walking. And I love that, that in every place that they go, the school of prophets would go over to Elisha, the second one, and they say, yo, um, did God tell you that, that, that God, God's going to take your guy? And, and I, love, I love Elisha. He goes, yeah, man, shut up. He told me already. I know. There's a little journey here that Elijah makes, and it's not random. And I think that th here's the lesson. If we, want us, if we want to live in the supernatural, we've got to go to these places. So, so Elijah goes through all these cities, and it was strategic because, because in this planning, God, I believe, was processing Elisha for what he was about to do. He knew Elisha was going to be his successor. He knew that Elijah was going to be used upon God, but until now, Elijah was the one doing all the miracles. Until now, Elijah was the one. Like Jesus and the disciples, when Jesus was there, Jesus did all the healing. Amen. For a little while, you might let the deacons and the, and the elders and, and, the, and the pastors do it, but eventually, God wants you to walk into your dimension. This message isn't just for the called. This message is not just for the people that have titles. This message is for every believer that is tired of letting the enemy have their way in his life. Amen. But Elijah knew that in order for Elisha to be his successor, he needed to become personally acquainted with the atmosphere of the miraculous. So he goes to Gilgal, and he goes to Gilgal, and he tells him, I want you to stay here. But Elijah knows that, that, God, that, 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 that his man is going to be taken. He said, no, I'm not going to miss a moment. I want to be with you. But wait a minute. But, but he takes him to Gilgal. What does Gilgal mean? Gilgal means the rolling. It means the, the, the hill of the foreskins. It, 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 it was the place where the old was taken away. The cutting away of the flesh. The rolling away of the reproach. In other words, Elijah, Elijah knew Elisha was going to be the next one. So he took him to Gilgal, the place where he could cut away the flesh. If you want to walk into the dimension of the miraculous, the first place you got to stop is in Gilgal. The first place you got to stop is in Gilgal. You got to let the Holy Spirit start to cut away some of that flesh because... Because that flesh don't, don't live, can't operate in the dimension that you're going to. It needs to stay in Gilgal. But here's the problem with many of us. Elijah says to Elijah, this is a test. This is only a test. Elijah says to Elijah, stay here, man. God wants me to go somewhere else. Because some people will stay where it's good for a minute but when you realize that you're on a journey you won't stay where it's good you need to go all the way to the dimension of the miraculous it feels good for God to I me mean, it doesn't feel good but it's good to know when God starts to cut away the flesh because you can feel the Holy Spirit working in you you feel that your behavior is changing you're not doing the things that you used to do Amen. and that's a good place but you can't stay there that's only part of your journey. Elijah told Elijah, stay here. He said, nope, I learned a lesson. I get it. I got to die in my flesh. Next stop, please. I'm going with you. I'm not staying here. Don't make the mistake of being so happy in this current blessing that you don't make room for the next one. God has something more for you. Amen. 
Don't think that God is doing this one thing in your life. No, it's a journey. It's a journey. And at the end of this journey, we're going to walk in the miraculous. Amen. Amen. So, so he, they leave Gilgal together because he wouldn't leave them. They go to, he goes to Bethel, which means the house of God, the house of bread. Bethel is where Jacob saw the vision of the ladder between heaven and earth. The angels ascending and descending. So he calls it the house of God, the gate of heaven. And Bethel means communion and fellowship with God. It speaks of intimacy and a relationship with God. And so Elijah is telling Elijah, okay, you got you dealt with your flesh, that's good. But here, this is where you're going to find your intimacy with God. Amen. Uh, if you want to walk and live in the dimension of the supernatural, then you need to make this stop here. Amen. And, and, and build your personal walk with God. Don't tell me you're going to try to walk in the dimension of the miraculous when you don't have a personal relationship with God. Elijah, Elijah was telling Elisha, no, listen, man, listen, listen, my, the, the secret to my success is that me and God are close. The secret to my power, if there's a secret, it's my relationship with God. And if you're going to become the next me, you need to build this here. So, so he says, so why don't you stay here and build your relationship with God? God's calling me to Jericho. And guess what Elijah Elisha said? No. I ain't staying here. I say, I get it. I get it. My relationship with God is strong. I love him and he loves me. I open up my heart. Amen. I've let him in. He's, he's working on me. The flesh is being taken care of. And my personal walk with God, we're good. I, I'm growing. And, and so he says this next thing. I'm not staying. Don't ask me to stay here. This is a good place. Relationship with God. Most of us will build our entire lives just here. But it's a journey. It's a journey. I'm not saying it's one stop. But I'm saying it's a journey. Deal with your flesh. Have a personal relationship with God. So, okay. Elijah says, got to go to Jericho. Jericho means fragrance. And it speaks of the fragrance of living by faith. It means overcoming by faith. Huh. What a stop. This is a stop where some of us, can't we can't handle this place. Some of us come and leave as soon as we get there. Because living by faith is hard. But building a relationship with God is pretty. It sounds good. You're praying. You're talking to God in the morning. You're feeling the presence of the Lord. That's nice. But boy, but, but, but coming to this place... Where you need to live by faith, that's hard. By faith, the walls of Jericho came down after they were compassed seven times. It was by faith that the walls came down. And, and, and Elijah wanted to teach Elisha, listen, this is all about walking in faith. You got to walk in faith. Amen. And, 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 if, and if you're going to walk with me, if you're going to journey with me all the way to the miraculous, you need to start to stop going by what you see. Man, I'm preaching to myself today. You need to start to live in a dimension of faith where, where, where what, what you see, sure, it affects you. It's not like you're blind, you see it, but, but there's a greater truth happening. Amen. I believe what God says, not what my eyes see. 
Amen. And if, and if you don't learn this lesson, you won't be able to go to the next step in this journey. You've got to learn how to depend on God through faith. Stop depending on your feelings. Stop depending on your emotions. Stop depending on the people around you to constantly push you and constantly corral you. And when you're down, they got to pick you up. Otherwise, nobody loves you. You got to get to that place in your life where you have a, you, you've dealt with the flesh, you have a relationship with God, and you're living and walking by faith. Amen. Amen. Now they're at the Jordan, and, 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 and they got to they gotta get over. So Elisha, by the way, this is another important stop, because Elijah tells him to stay, and he says, I ain't staying here. I mean, how many people are learning that... that, that that God is working in us. I'm not going to stay in one area of my growth. I'm going to continue to grow. This year's a year of grow, right? Amen. Amen. There's some stops we got to make in this journey. You can't stay in one place forever. Jordan means descender. We, we, we even speak of the Jordan River as a place of death. Yeah. People baptize in the Jordan River. I tell you that I saw the Jordan River when I was in Israel. Uh, we were driving uh, in, this, in this big old uh, Greyhound thing, and we're, 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 we're traveling, and, and the guy is telling us, get ready, guys, we're going to cross the mighty Jordan River. And I'm like, oh, my God, I know all the stories that happen in the Jordan River. This is like one of my highlights. And we, and we passed like a brook. It was like it was a, a stream of water. And the guy goes, that was the Jordan River. I'm glad you're like, what? few thousand years ago that river was not a trickle it was huge it was it was it, it was impossible to get across if you didn't have a boat if you didn't have I mean it, it was hard to get across so Elijah takes his mantle puts it together and he strikes the water and the water opens Elijah's with him and they walk across amen I believe that that, that this 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 river the Jordan it it stands for the dividing place. This is the dividing place. This river is what divides flesh from spirit. This river, spiritually speaking, symbolically speaking, it really separates the natural from, from, from the supernatural. And I'm going to get that to the minute. So the Jordan represents that place where you either step into the spiritual or you sink into the flesh. Everybody comes to that moment, and I believe that God is taking, bringing us to that moment right here. I believe that we are at the Jordan River. And some folks are going to sink in their flesh, but other people, the people that I'm really preaching to today, they're going to step into the, 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 the supernatural. They say that the Jordan River is where the axe head began to swim. Do you remember the story where the prophet was cutting in and the, the head of the axe fell into the water? The prophet prayed and the, and the axe head began to float. The Jordan River is a place of miracles. It's a dividing place. They say that Jordan, the Jordan Rivers were Naaman. Remember Naaman? He was a powerful uh, man that, that had this disease and, and the prophet told him, go bathe yourself seven times in the muddy Jordan. And the guy says, what? Why would I go into the Jordan? Listen, listen, the Jordan ain't pretty. The Jordan ain't as crystal clear as my swimming pool. 
It's money, and nobody wants to get in it. But in order, in order, in order to receive your miracle, Naaman had to get in the water. Listen to me. Listen to me. The, these these waters uh, were miraculous. They're the dividing line. It was the Jordan that that supernaturally divided, as the barefoot priests carrying the ark stepped into the water. The Jordan is a place where the supernatural becomes. Watch this. The natural. You start to live in an atmosphere of the natural, the glory. It's the place where we begin to live the supernatural lifestyle. I don't want to live from miracle to miracle. I don't want to live from Sunday to Sunday, waiting for my blessing on Sunday and having to wait all the way that next Sunday. Anybody hearing me? We, we, we need to get to this. We need to get this in our spirits. God wants to give us power, amen, that our lives would be unlike anybody or anything that we know. Elijah was taking Elijah on a journey to the miraculous. I want to show you. So he smites the water and the water divides. And as they're walking through there, a chariot of fire comes from heaven. And it separates Elijah and Elisha. I want you to know that the only thing that can separate Elisha from Elijah was the anointing of the Holy God, of Spirit. That was the only thing that could, listen, he told him to stay in four different places. He said, nope, I ain't staying. The only thing that can separate him was the, 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 a supernatural event. That time, nothing could separate Elisha from Elijah. It took the supernatural. Remember, the Jordan is the proving ground. This is where you're going to be tested. Some of us have been to the Jordan and drowned. Some of us have been to the Jordan and failed and turned back. Amen? Amen. But if you're going to cry, listen, the Jordan is what separates you from getting to that place of walking in the divine. If you develop your own personal communication and relationship with God, the Jordan is going to be where we find out. If you really learn how to walk in faith. Does anybody get what I'm saying? The Jordan is the place of transition. It's where Elijah left and Elisha stepped into the dominion and the power of the dimension. Now, 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 it's just Elijah and God. Now, Elijah is gone. He just was taken up. His mantle fell and Elijah is there. Now, it's just Elisha and God. Sometimes, it's just you and God. And, and, and when you're grown and when you're mature in the spirit, this is what it means. That I can depend on God and me and God can get it done. I don't need, I want people in my life. Like I said, we're a community, we're family. But at the end of the day, we can't be with you forever. At the end of the day, you're going to find yourself at the Jordan all by yourself. And you've walked with, with me and you've walked with the, 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 the deacons and the ministers of this church. And you've walked with us enough and you've learned enough lessons. To declare on your own. So guess what he did? He took the Elijah mantle. And instead of, instead of walking back, he took the same mantle and said, Where is the God of Elijah? And he struck the waters just like he saw Elijah do. Guess what happened? The waters opened up. And he began to walk in the dimension, in the, the, the atmosphere of the miracle, the miraculous. Amen. Amen. It was a journey. It didn't happen overnight. Amen. But, but through the stops his mentor took him through, he was able to learn how to live in the supernatural realm. 
Now, there are pastors everywhere. There are churches everywhere who are developing uh, 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 ministries, ideas, uh, uh, approaches and how to minister to people. And they put those programs together and they offer it to the church because the church, we're responsible to bring you to Gilgal. We're responsible to bring you to Bethel. We're responsible to bring you to Jericho. But if you don't go and you try to show up at the Jordan without going first, to those other places. It's no wonder you're drowning in the Jordan. Imagine Elisha told Elijah, no, I just want the double portion. I don't want to do all the stuff you do. Am I talking to anybody? No, no, no. I don't want to have to come every week. I just want to come some weeks. No, I don't want to give my tithe and offering. I just want to give whatever I feel like giving. You're people that are, that are trying to circumvent the process, and, and that's why you're drowning when you get to the, to the dividing line. That's why when life hits you, you don't know what to do. Huh. And Elijah was standing there, and he strikes the water. The water's open, and 50 prophets were watching. And, and, and this is what they said. Elisha isn't just talking like Elijah. Elisha isn't just walking like Elisha. Elijah is walking in the atmosphere. Elijah, Elisha is walking in the anointing, in the office that Elisha walked in. Elisha, you had your chance to turn around. Elisha, you didn't have to come this far. You could have stayed at Gilgal, Bethel, Jericho. Those are all good places, but you wanted to move forward. Amen. I wonder if there's anybody here today that is tired of being stuck in a place where there's no power, where you pray and your prayers are impotent. They don't, they don't work. You don't have any real connection to God. I don't want to hype you up too much. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to superimpose what I want to happen onto you. I'm just reading the word of God, the spirit of Elijah. It rests upon Elisha. Hmm. I'm not telling you lasers are going to fly out of my hands. But I'm telling you that if we start to live according to God, if we stop and learn those lessons that Elisha taught Elijah, you can have the authority that God wants you to have. Thanks for listening to Can I Get an Amen? praying that this episode blessed you that you might believe that you can operate you can live in the realm of the supernatural if you're digging it please like subscribe write a comment let us know you're listening we really appreciate it we're trying to do something new well i'm trying to do something in this new medium to me the podcast world um could use your help please help us get out there i appreciate you listening for listening to Can I Get an Amen with Bishop Herson Gonzalez. You can subscribe to our podcast at www.canigetanamen.podbean.com or wherever you're listening. We'll see you next time.